0: Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Friday, August 13th, 2021. Yes, Friday the 13th. I am Dave Biddle, joined by Jonah Booker for his usual Friday visit. Let's start right at the top, my man. CJ Stroud looks like he doesn't have the job locked down. I mean, he's yeah, he's he pretty much has the job locked down. That's what I'm hearing. What are you hearing? Yeah, it sounds like CJ Stroud has
1: this Gary uh, head into Minnesota preparation. It's his job to lose. And like you said, it, it sounds like he's going to be the guy. I I always said coming into this uh, fall camp that it was going to take someone playing out of their mind and him taking a major step back uh, for him to lose this job. If, if Ohio State fans had listened to, Uh, the media days and the coaches talking to the media the other day, they were saying that Stroud has put on 20 pounds in the off season. So he's really dedicated his body. And from the sounds of it, I know you have uh, uh, Intel that said that he had played uh, extremely well in the scrimmage, which you want to definitely want to hear. I'm excited to see what he has to bring to the table. I know there's a lot of people who think Quinn Ewers is going to come in and automatically take his job, which is not in reality. Uh, So CJ Stroud is going to get the keys from what it sounds like to the Lamborghini and boy, does he have an arsenal of weapons that he's going to be able to spread the ball around to.
0: Yeah. Let's get into the other quarterbacks. So Quinn Ewers is expected to get here. I don't know if he's going to arrive Sunday, but he's expected to get here at least maybe start practicing Monday at the earliest. Um, I'm on record, my man. I don't think there's any chance that he's going to take many meaningful snaps this year for the Buckeyes, unless we have a 2014 season situation where, like, a couple guys get hurt, you know, where Stroud and McCord get hurt. What do you make of everything that's going on with Ewers? Do you think there's any chance he's going to play meaningful snaps this year? What are your thoughts on McCord and Miller? Break down the other guys for me.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll start with Quinn Ewers, and I agree. He I do not see him taking any meaningful snaps. And the fans, and you see it all over Twitter and the message boards, thinks that this guy is just going to come in and, you know, jump guys in the pecking order who's been in the offense in the program from several years. They're not basing that on reality. I'll tell you what's going to happen. Ewers is going to come in they're going to ease him in to get him out committed to the college football program. He needs to learn the playbook. And then he's going to be on the scout team. He's going to lead the scout team. He's going to be probably the best scout team quarterback in college football. And the way things are going right now, you you only have so many practices for fall camp. Once Mm -hmm. i say probably in the next week and a half, Ohio state will start exiting fall camp. And once that happens, it's time to start game prepping for Minnesota. So you have to set your your depth chart if you haven't already. Um, I'm I'm sure Ryan Day will try to drag this out as long as possible for the other guys. But when you're already in a heated quarterback competition, the reps are going to go to C.J. Stroud and McCord and uh, Jack Miller. Uh, You may get maybe 10% of the live reps. But you're in a situation right now where he's not going to get a lot of opportunity to beat other guys out. And once you start getting into Minnesota game prep, the quarterback competition is essentially over. You are just going to be down there with the other freshmen and the walk-ons and the scout team to mimic the other opposing team's offense going against our defense. Now, he can absolutely go down there and ball out. Uh, And that's great because he's going to be playing against college competition ahead of schedule. He's going to learn how fast the college game actually is. Ohio State playbook is not something that you can just come in in two weeks and master. Um, There's a lot of things that goes on within the nuances of that playbook. Dwayne Haskins and Justin Fields said it took them quite a bit of time to really get the entire playbook. And that's what Ohio State wants to do. They don't want to have a shrunk down playbook be, when they don't have to. It's not like Quinn Ewers is coming into a situation where you have Joe Bowserman or Todd Beckman in at the quarterback and you're loaded everywhere else And the biggest glaring weakness is your quarterback. That's not the case. You have talent there. You have two five stars and Stroud and uh, Kyle McCourt and Jack Miller and, from the sounds of it, it looks like Kyle McCord is probably going to be the backup quarterback. I saw that he uh, just got his black strike removed yesterday, and Jack Miller uh, will be in there as probably the third-string quarterback. But as Ryan Day said, you never know. You may have to use all of these guys if the injury bug strikes. And that's the only situation where I see Quinn Ewers playing meaningful snaps. What you're getting from him right now is a kid is going to be making a uh, boatload of money from NIL. He's starting to clock a, a little bit earlier. He's going to come in, uh, learn the playbook as he goes along throughout the season. And then once the spring hits, he's going to battle C.J. Stroud for that starting position. And at that time, all bets are off.
0: All right, let's look at the offensive line, specifically one guy, one massive man, Dewan Jones. Jay Book, is Dewan Jones? Is this the story of camp? He's going to be the starting right tackle. Is that, is that the story of camp so far? I love what
1: I'm hearing from Coach Stud about Dewan Jones. And I thought it was big when he said he didn't love football coming in. He, he played it because he was so big. He was good at it, but he didn't love it. He wasn't all in. And now that he is, it tells you the potential that he has. And just listening to the comments from the coaches, for them to heap such praise on someone, I take it very serious. When they say he is dominant at pass rushing, that once he locks in on you, it's a wrap. And it's not like he's going against guys – Uh, you know, in max schools, he's going against some of the best competition day in and day out in practice. And if he is dominating those guys, that tells me that he is going to be an absolute stud. And it is a true Testament to how good he could potentially be that you see such a massive shakeup. I mean, if you look at pro football focus, they have Thayer Mumford as one of the best tackles in all the college football and you're going to kick him inside to the to the left guard spot that tells me that Dewan jones definitely is the story of camp he is going to be uh absolute mauler on that right side uh 68 you know 3 330 plus and he's going this is probably going to be one of the most get out of here with
0: 330 he's listed <laughs> he, he's he is listed at 360 stud <laughs> stud referred to him as 370 I'm going at least 380 on my man. I tell you what, he he <laughs> he, he moves like he's 250 though.
1: What, what do you think about this? I mean, you've been covering the Ohio State,
0: you know,
1: program for years. Where do you think this offensive line, when it comes to potential, how good they can be? I mean, I'm I'm going to go over the topic. Said this could be one of the best offensive lines that we've seen in a long time. Because oh, for if sure. you look at you look at there Mumper, you look at uh, Nicholas Petit Ferrer, those are NFL guys. Harry Miller was a five-star. If he can, you know, settle in at that center position, you're talking about a five-star there. I mean, this, and Paris Johnson, another five-star at the right guard position. I mean, it's it's ridiculous how
0: good this offensive line has the potential to be. You're exactly right. This will be right up there with 1994, 96. Most recently, I would say 2013, that line that had Taylor Decker and Jack Muhort, Corey Lindsley and uh, Andrew Norwell, Marcus Hall, Pat Elfline as a registered freshman was the first guy off the bench, just in case Marcus Hall got ejected for giving uh, our friends up north the double bird, just in case that <laughs> would happen. Um, I love that 2013 line, not just uh, because of that, um, but I mean, that was a great line and they've proven the NFL to go on top of it. But yeah, man, I mean. This starting lineup alone, let's say they didn't have much depth, but you said, okay, we're going to give you a starting five of, from left to right, Petit Ferrer, Thayer Munford, Harry Miller, Paris Johnson, and Dewan Jones. Okay, you'd be like, all right, we'll get some decent walk-ons after that. We'll, we'll be good to go. How about then the second team? Um, is you know guys like Donovan Jackson, five-star, Josh Fryer, a guy that they absolutely love, Luke Whipler, a guy they absolutely love, Matt Jones at left guard, a guy that we all thought, myself included, would be starting this year, started three games last year and played well. I mean, it's unbelievable. And then Enoch Vamahi at left tackle, he's been more of an inside guy, but he's playing left tackle in that second team. You know, it's not coach speaking. Stud was saying those guys would start at most programs. They would, and... I think they particularly like Fryer, and, I mean, Donovan Jackson for the future, but I'm talking about this year. Donovan Jackson is a true freshman, just making that top ten. It's hats off to him. Whippler at center. I know they like him a lot. Um, I mean, Matt Jones, they like him a lot. They feel like they have ten starters. They got probably at least eight. I won't be surprised if they rotate a little bit. And you're right, this will go down, I think, as one of the better offensive lines in Ohio State history.
1: And you know, on the message boards and social media, stud gets a bad rap from a lot of people uh, within the fan base. And I look at this offensive line and the guy and the way that the offensive line has developed over the last several years. To me, he's done a remarkable job developing his guys. I mean, you look at Fryer, you look at Dewan Jones. He's done a really good job with the three-star guys. Obviously, when you recruit the offensive line, you want to get his you know, many bodies in there. Not everybody's going to pan out, but for the most part, the, the top-in guys have pretty much panned out under stud, and he's getting the most, all of those guys. I mean, I was just reading the Athlon Sports College Football Preview, and I was just going over the Clemson section, and one of the biggest things that Clemson was harping on was how dominant Ohio State offensive line was against their front seven. And Clemson was saying that was a major emphasis for them uh, in the offseason is to get bigger, to get stronger, to get more nastier, because Ohio State offensive line exposed them. And just hearing that coming from another national championship contender program tells you how good this offensive line play has been understood.
0: No doubt about it. And by the way, Buck I know Marcus Hall did not get ejected for giving the double bird. He had already got ejected, then gave the double bird. Regardless, it was fantastic. All right, let's close the show talking about some linebackers. Got a chance to interview linebackers yesterday. Um, two really encouraging things because, like on the show Wednesday, Bax and I talked about how we're concerned about the linebackers. So, you know, you know, guys have been banged up. Ryan Day's team concerned. But optimism now is uh, starting to swirl, Jay Book. I'm hearing good things about two guys in particular. I'm not talking about the bullet, but Cody Simon, Taraja Mitchell hearing good things about those guys. What are your thoughts overall on those two guys and just the linebacker situation as a whole for the Bucs?
1: Yeah, same thing I'm hearing. Um, Those two names are the ones that are really jumping out uh, when it comes to practice. Cody Simon has uh, really transformed his body as well. He's been in the by Coach Mick program where he's put on a a ton of weight but was able to maintain his speed and his explosion. Uh, If you listen to Taraji Mitchell talk about him, he heaps a lot of praise and talk about how good of a linebacker he's going to be and thinks that Cody Simon is going to be special. But we've all been waiting for Taraji Mitchell. The time is now. From what I've been hearing, he's somewhat of like the coach on the field, even though he hasn't played a significant amount of reps, he's been with Al Washington for so long that he's somewhat considered the the veteran presence with that linebacker unit. Um, I I do think that there is some concern with the linebackers when it comes to the youth and inexperience and if they're going to be able to play uh, down in and down out at a high level because you're losing two guys and Baron Browning and Pete Werner, who's going to be uh, making NFL rosters on day one. So I I do see the concern there, but I think they have the potential to be solid. I don't know how good they're going to be, but as the season progresses, the entire defense will need to step up because I've also heard people saying that they're concerned about the secondary now. Obviously, you're going against the best wide receiver room in college football. I mean, it was in the boarding house where, you know, one of the sources said, I would take Ohio State's wide receiver room over the Detroit Lions. I even argue I would take them over my Oakland Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders wide receiver room as well. So that could be why the defensive backs are having somewhat of, uh, covering issues in camp. But the linebackers, they'll be okay because the defensive front is going to be so dominant. So that's going to help them quite a bit when it comes to staying clean from uh, deep offense alignments, getting to the second level. It's just a matter of they have to stay healthy. When it comes to Simon and Taraji Mitchell, you can't afford to have those guys go down because things are still a little sketchy with Dallas Gantt. You don't know what he's going to be. Uh, so those next wave of guys, if they're thrown into the fire, is pretty much going to be, uh, you know, a baptism by fire on the spot if they need to
0: learn on the job. Fantastic stuff, as always, from Jonah Booker. Thank you very much, Jay Book. Thank you to all the listeners out there for tuning in to the show. We appreciate that very much. Hope everyone has a great day and a great weekend. Let's try the fuck I swag, best damn band in the land. <laughs>